Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm actually buying a new guitar. I'm actually buying a new guitar. A guitar guitar, not a bass guitar. I'm actually buying a new guitar, not a bass a guitar. I will never need to buy another gigging bass. Now I've got the stone filled. Hello and welcome to episode 200 of the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by all the best guitar nerds, Mark Packham and Matthew Knight. Hello. Can you believe it, listener? We've made it all the way to episode 200. And finally... (laughs) <laughs> Finally, after all this time, we've managed to sack Jay Cross. He's gone. He's never coming Official back. news. He's yeah. out. He's gone. He has gone. Well, no, yes, he has gone. He's gone. He's gone to Blooming Nam. So the um, National Association of Magical Masseuses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Jay Jay has uh, gone to Nam, which means that we don't even manage. That's right, listen, that's how bad it was. We don't even manage a full house so for episode 200. let me uh, put this into context, because episode 200's been on the horizon for a while. Yeah. And if you, as we did the, as we've done every year, Gear of the Year episodes have been numbered episodes. If you had followed that, episode 200 would have been the day we did best bass thing, yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah. Which, you know, no one likes to bass, so no. um, we thought that was not appropriate. But then... It rolled around that episode 200 was going to be today. Yeah. So we knew Jay wasn't going to be here. I, I didn't want this to be episode 200. So I, I have I campaigned for it not to be. So there was talk about making this like a sub-episode, like yeah. pre-NAM special yeah. episode one, and then or pre-NAM special, and then the next, the one after, which Matt isn't going to be on. Yeah. We were going to call post-NAM special, yep. and then have episode 200. <laughs> that was, a, that was but, the best idea. I don't know why you didn't go for that. Because oh. I, I just I feel that we've held off long enough, and that we we had to kind of burst the bubble at some point. So. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the most annoying part of this for me was the fact that we agreed that this would be episode 200 on, like, Saturday evening. Yeah. And we're recording this on Monday, and that meant putting together a great big clips show. Yeah, we've had to go through, or more importantly, or more accurately, Joe has had to go through, find clips of our funniest bits, yeah. and uh, that's what the show's going to be 
Today. Yes, yes. So a little bit of a different one, listener, if you were hoping for some pre-NAM news. We might discuss a little bit of it at the end if we get round to it, but I think we're going to talk about Guitar Nerds in Tyre. And thank you all very much for listening to us and allowing us to make it to episode 200. 200 episodes? That's four years. Matt, what were you doing? What were you doing 200 episodes ago? Um, well, we were doing the, the, well, the sure. GAK podcast. I, just, I mean sort of in life. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably you, you not far off move to London at that point. Yeah, you, you, I, 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 yes, I, well, I know because I had to, over the weekend, I had to listen to 199 episodes of the Guitar Nest What day is the first episode? Matt still um, worked for Andertons. Yep. Back yep. then. Do you know what? I can't find the date of the first episode. That's really annoying. I Did think you? it's something like the 5th of May 2013. Hmm. Something like that. Wow. Um, so no, it must be 2014, surely. No, it's 13 because we were doing GAC in 2013 and 2014, and then we started Guitar Nerds in Guitar Nerds. Guitar Nerds uh, in 2015. Hmm. Oh, okay. So Guitar Nerds started in 2015. Yeah, exactly that. I sort of remember the first episode where I'm sure it was the first one. Well, so it was some sort of pre-announcement where you must have said guitar nerds like a hundred times. Yeah, we did a uh, before because we're going to play a clip from episode one in a minute to hear yeah. how we all sounded. But before we did that, we did a YouTube reveal of what we were going to do, didn't we? Like I remember that. Like we were all wearing stars. matching white t-shirts. Yeah, we all. Yeah, no, we weren't. Were yeah, we? we? Were. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, that video exists somewhere. I should try and dig that up from somewhere. <laughs> I we're, think it was accidental, but we were all wearing oh, right, matching okay. white t-shirts. But yeah, that was like after. We look like a Gap advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After we uh, decided that we were going to do it, that was our announce, like, reveal. And if, you know, if it was now, we'd be, that would be on Patreon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you see all these people now that leave doing one project, move to another. I just feel like we were kind of bumbling around. Didn't know what Guitar Nerds was, didn't know what we were doing. And uh, No, well, we should... Uh, no we should, change. <laughs> Four years on, no change. Well, I'll tell you the what, there, there, is, there is something of a change. We should listen to a clip from episode one because uh, because Mark Packham, I think, sounds afraid hosting it, despite uh, r- racking up something like 150 episodes under the GOK podcast. And generally speaking, I think the pace was a lot slower as well. Yeah, it, so it was 100 episodes under GOK with me yeah. on board. Um, but yeah, that's... I mean, we'll listen to the clip now but yeah for me the thing is like we're all talking really slowly yeah. now we're just you know we rally it off yeah um and uh, yeah it's pretty uh, it's pretty weird let's listen to the clip hello and welcome to the first ever guitar nerds podcast i'm your host mark packham who is with me this evening hello my name's jay uh jay cross how's it going <laughs> hello my name's matt uh yeah and i'm coming from the other side of England? No, the M23. There's there's a small motorway in between us. And hello, uh, I'm Joe Branton. I'm here for Base Related Queries. Isn't it good to be back, chaps? It is. It's good to be back on Base Related Queries. I don't have to worry about like guiding these chumps around anymore. Yeah, it's me in charge. (laughs) I guess it's funny because you say it's the first Guitar Nerds podcast, but it's not the first podcast we've done, but it's like the first of a new era. For it those, feels exciting. For those just joining us, uh, this is a podcast about guitars and uh, being nerdy about guitars and all of the cool things that we love about guitars, amps, pedals, bass guitars, acoustic guitars. Uh, we like strings and power supplies as well. Yeah, we'll talk a lot about pedals, I think. Um, so as this is the first one of a, of a new podcast, I guess, we should sort of introduce... Like We all did a podcast before um, when we were working for a retailer um, and we are now 
back together again to talk about guitars. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just to explain, Matt is a a former Brightonian who is now living north of north of the M25. North of the wall. So you're joining joining us on the internet. Yeah, I'm trying to work out when how long the delay is so that I don't talk over people or you talk over me. Well, you're sounding good at least, so we'll try not to talk over you and feel free to when, jump when in. When do I not sound good? Well, I mean, you always, you've always sounded great, but uh, the internet right. is not hampering that in any way. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're going to we'll talk about, hopefully over the coming weeks and months, uh, on a weekly basis, we're going to talk about guitars, new releases, um, we'll review some stuff, uh, we'll talk about what we've been playing, um, the new stuff on the market, things that have just come out, um, and mainly we'll be answering your questions. Now, for a while, we've had a Facebook group uh, running, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds group, um, where people, lovely people, submit questions and talk about stuff. So I thought, as a way to kick off, let's take some questions from the group. First thing that hits me is, like, the pace of everything is so slow. But the the idea is kind of there, isn't it? You know, we say, this is a podcast about all this kind of nerdy stuff. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to take questions. That's basically been the format of the podcast. It was so long-winded just to get to that point, though. And also, do you yeah. see what was... what We were actually paying attention to people in the group oh, back God. then. We were about to answer well, questions first. I think we were just paying atten- attention to each other. Um and I just like the fact he said bass-related queries. I didn't even forgot that was a thing. Yeah, I know. I used to only do bass stuff. I hate bass now. <laughs> <laughs> That's no one like. likes bass. You love the bass. Yeah. Uh, but we did, however, uh, live up to Jay Cross's promise about talking about power supplies. I can't believe it. Episode I can't one. believe episode one. <laughs> he predicted this. For anyone, you know, ragging on the uh, guitar, um, gear of the year this year, we said it in episode one. There will be particular attention paid to power supplies and, and accessories yeah and accessories so you knew what you were getting yourselves in for anyone moaning about it go back and listen to episode one unbelievable yeah, yeah. it's um yeah i think it's a it's it's a pretty good uh, do you know what actually what uh, that reminded me of the fact that we uh used the old group to begin with and then spun off to guitar nerds forum oh yeah that was the old group yeah um so yeah now i wonder the, if that still exists it doesn't we've blocked it oh have we yeah in some way i can't remember what we did but um yeah the fact that we took questions first is really interesting because this from the start has been a kind of collaborative thing obviously for the four of us um also guests that we've had on but really you know a lot of the discussion in guitar nerds has been coming from the from the group um and you know we've taken questions from there but also topic ideas and uh general feedback i think most yeah. of it we ignore. You know, when there's feedback about, you know, kick Joe off, obviously I delete those messages before he sure, sees them. Sure, and I, He's I a appreciate sensitive boy, that. So I get rid of them before he sees them. Um, but yeah, in general, I think, you know, we've, we've listened to the people a lot of the time. Sure, yeah. But um, uh, other than the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, the weekly hour-long podcast, we've also had sort of special things that have occurred across the two of the two well 199 episodes before now there's been more than that well yeah fine there, yes there, there have been but um there, and those things were came in the form of quizzes and of course our gear of the years which we've had a few of but the quizzes which we started off um with the idea of having them every 25 episodes and they've sort of well the, fir- the first one according to this is episode 21 so yeah. i don't know how that happened well it's because it was just a random idea i think there wasn't a lot of news that week yeah. and i was like oh I've, i'll do a quiz because i hosted the first one yeah 
um, which was uh, which was quite quite interesting. I think we're due for another one, aren't we? Soon we've we, got we to have a quiz do one. Soon. We will do one. Yes, I was listening back to the first one. It was really. I remember us recording it. We were um, we recorded it at Jay's. Uh, no, we recorded it at yours, Mark. We recorded it at your yeah. old flat, but all sat on the sofa, which didn't work because I was sort of trying to. Because we could hold, see your answers. Hold a, yeah, you could see my answers because I was trying to hold a mic and a piece of scribbled paper with like all the scores on. It was really, it, it really wasn't very good. But we did get good at quizzes because um, the next time I hosted a quiz, which was uh, uh, um, episode one hundred. Well, oh so, no no so I've, I've no! Got... It was the first quiz, episode twenty-one, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. in the first quiz, I came up with. Other than maybe something you did later on, I came up with maybe one of the best rounds ever conceived, which was my customer facing round where I pretended to be a customer and I came in with an issue and each each of you had to uh I had to help this. me as a as a customer and it was absolutely fantastic. Let's play that clip now because this this I think was me on firing on all cylinders. We haven't heard that since. No, this is your hard episode twenty-one. <laughs> yeah. Round in this round, oh, we're on the fifth round already. Is, that, is that the last round? It is the last okay, round. Okay, good. Because yes. we're, we're running out of time. I know, I know. We're on this round, which I have titled "The Right Effect." Now, for this fun-filled round, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have a little bit of role play. So I'm going to come to you one by one, and you're going to have to help me shop. Okay, I'm going to rate your performance out of 10 Okay, on how uh, I've got some products in mind that I want you to lead me to. Okay. And I'm going to see if your if your skills um as a as a guitar nerd are uh, astute enough to acute enough even to uh, to lead me to the right place. I'm astute Mark, and acute. Yes, wonderful. Mark Packham, first of all. <coughs> Hello. <laughs> I run a very simple setup. Just my Les Paul Jr. straight into my orange OR50. But I need to get a more natural sounding grunt at a lower <laughs> volume. <laughs> Something about that elderly what? voice and the natural sounding grunt. Oh, grunt is topical anyway. Um, <laughs> what can you suggest? A more natural sounding grunt. Yes, that's right. That's what I'm after. For, for my Les Paul Jr. that I run straight into my orange OR50. And you want to, when you say a natural grunt, you mean you want a bit more distortion? Uh, that's a bit more right, but uh, yes, a little bit more some gainy overdrive, but at a lower volume, really. I would suggest maybe get an Ibanez Tube Screamer. Oh, really? An Ibanez Tube Screamer? What will that allow me to do? I didn't realise we were going into this. <laughs> I just yeah, I'll tell you what, actually, we don't need to. You've answered the question yes. right, so there we go. Next question. <clears throat> New customer. I want to sound like the cure. <laughs> <laughs> I would highly recommend that you get yourself perhaps a multi-effects pedal. You could go for something that's got chorus and maybe some reverb in there as well. Maybe get something like a Boss ME80 multi-effects. Okay, thank you very much, Mark Packham. Did that? Did I get the point for that? So, well, yes. There, I mean, there are ten points. I'm just rating you. Oh, in okay, total well, okay, about yeah. What I feel that you've uh, that you've given me there. Okay. Um, next up, Matthew Knight. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yes. I run a pedal setup with two stages of drive. <laughs> 
I am looking for something absolutely crazy to give me more, uh, <laughs> more for the, you know, the times when none of my current drive pedals are bonkers enough. I currently run a Tube Screamer and an SD1 as my drive pedals, but I need something that will give me more, something crazy. That's the most offensive thing you've ever done. <laughs> Actually, it's not, but on the podcast. So you want a, you want a, another crazy drive pedal to I, go with your other two drive I pedals? I don't think that my two layers of drive are crazy enough. I need something that will take it to the next level. Okay, so you could either get a booster to go on top of your two drives, like a TC Electronic Spark Boost, or you could go totally over the top and get something like a Zvex Fuzz Factory that will allow you to do all kinds of wackiness with distortion. Wonderful. Well done, Matt Knight. Excellent. Second question. Uh, new customer. Hello. <laughs> I want to sound like angels and airwaves. <laughs> I hear they're big in the over-80s market. <laughs> Ian McKellen's a big fan. Come on, Matt. What's your angels and airwaves set up? Come on, bring Does it back. Does Matty know who angels and airwaves are? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I've never heard them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you they can't sound like they sound like they sound like early Pink Floyd, Matt. No, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't help me. They you can't help don't. me. Um, okay, wonderful. Well, we're moving <laughs> rounds to Jay Cross then. Jay Cross. Um, I need a new person. <clears throat> Have you run out of voices? <laughs> Those are the four. No, all the other ones are definitely more offensive. So I'm trying okay. to... Well, let's steer on less offensive. Okay. Hello there, I'm a bass player and I often end up sharing backline. I'm looking to add something to my pedal board that will make me sound the same, no matter whatever amp I'm playing for. I mean, I definitely recommend going for something that um, allows you to uh, avoid using an amp if you need to, something that will let you go straight into a PA. Um, I've got both a uh, Tech21 uh, Sans amp, a bass driver DI. Um, and I've also got a Boss BB1X. Um, I'd probably go with the um, the Sans amp just because you've got the XLR out um, and a few more controls over it. Uh, my colleague Joe, who normally works in the bass department, is not here today. He really like he really likes the BB1X, and like I, I'm I'm down with it as well. But I, I prefer the Sans amp. I think the drive just sounds a bit better. Excellent. Well done. Uh, last question. Why you hammed it up to squeeze a couple extra points out? Well, that's just my customer voice. That's Come on, how I talk. <laughs> Hello there. I want to sound like royal blood. Um, what are you playing? You're playing guitar or bass? Well, I play bass. You're playing bass? Oh, easy. I mean, I definitely, if you want to, like, sort of keep it simple, I'd go with one of the new Orange OB1 uh, series amps because you, uh, you can sort of buy amp with them, which gives you the opportunity to keep the clean signal and get the drive signal over the top. Uh, so you can, you know, you can really push that, uh, push the, the sort of clean drive um, mixture through on those big riffs. Brilliant, excellent, well done. Well, I'll let you know. Um, I'll let you know what you individually scored for that round, and then I think whilst uh, whilst we go back to the ordinary podcast. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think know, voices so, became round, uh, voices I became a, a real sort of uh, an essential part. Well, okay, doing well, weird, essential and. Have. Very offensive. Yeah, I would say yeah, that. yes, yes. <laughs> right, fine, fine. I, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't do that now. No, and pro- retrospectively, probably 
But uh, mind not. you, can you offend someone when the accent is so all over the place yeah. that yeah. no one specifically is being yeah. targeted? Because no, exactly. and, unless someone actually sounds like that in real life, well, and yeah. they might find it. Yeah, yeah, I thought it, it was okay. It was certainly on the line. But, you know, uh, it, um, I can't remember who won that. I think Jay Cross won the first one because he definitely uh, did the second one. No. And then no, I did the second one. No, you Mark. didn't, mate. Mark, you didn't win a quiz. Oh, yeah, until the fourth Episode one. Episode 100 was your first hosting of a quiz. Yep. Um, so I think Jay won the first one. Matt won the second one. I do remember because it was Jay won because he scored full points on, on the customer, on, on the customer, customer round. round, which was enough that he was probably eight points behind the two of you. But... Um, yeah, he, he won that one. So you... I don't like leaving the last round open to your interpretation. <laughs> that seems dangerous. Well, I mean, you want to talk about interpretation. You also included a very similar round in uh, in episode 100, 100 episodes ago from, from now, when you hosted a quiz um, and you introduced an impressions round. Yeah, the idea of this was uh, to get you to do impressions of each other, as I'm sure you'll hear me uh, say in a moment. Um, and I think one of the funniest things we've ever done. This is, uh, this is awesome. So, yeah, the only... Less of a question... Well, it is a question. The question for round five impressions is, who can do the best impression of, as, of one of the other contestants? Round five. Who can do the best impression of one of the other contestants? Matt Knight, I think it's your turn to go first. This is unfair. No, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is unfair. The problem is I could do Jay really well visually because when Jay's drunk, he stamps on the ground a lot and becomes very loud. So I think I just need to shout. But what would be the uh... audio representation of that, Matt? Uh, I literally have no idea. Um, oh, I wish I could do... Maybe I could do Joe Branton and then do questions. Questions. That was actually quite good. I will think about that. Uh, on to the judging. Uh, Joe Branton, you're next. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay, he's preparing himself. Sort of shuffling a bit. Uh, this is unfair. Why is this unfair? Because he just did like a one... One word one. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, it's your job to impress... The whole point of this round is to impress me with your impression. Like, if you think you can't do any better than Matt saying questions, <laughs> I think you don't deserve to be, Jay. Okay. <clears throat> He's building up to it, shuffling in his seat slightly. All right, all right. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. <clears throat> Come on. Come on. Get He's, off my He's glasses. trying to borrow Jay's okay, glasses. I need to get into character. All right. <clears throat> Oh, it's really difficult. Well, that's the whole point of the round. <laughs> okay. Um... Okay, he's preparing himself. Yeah, I know. It's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, okay. Stalling right. for time. Yeah, I am stalling for time. Um... Oh, oh, yeah. The, the thing the, the, the thing is, the, the, the thing is, what you've got to remember is, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, and, and really what it is, what it is about uh, about that, um, well, that, you, you know, is that when, um, when, when it all, uh, you know, everything is one breath. That's, that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> 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 Maddie, Maddie's got her head in her hands. <laughs> <laughs> <This is long. laughs> 
Um, listeners, I'm so sorry that took so long. She's desperately trying not to laugh at the fact that A, Joe made her laugh, and B, it was good. Um, that was a brilliant impression of Matt. Well done. <laughs> Jay Cross, um, bear in mind, you, you've got a one-point lead over Joe Branton. You need to pull something out of the bag, because that was very good. Okay, psyching himself up. So I'm not going to go quite as easy as Matt did by just saying one word. Okay. 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 Do I need to ride the volume? No, 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 no. Okay, fine. He's getting into character. I can see it. I've got, it. I've got to try and. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be as good. I've got to okay, say. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible radio. This is fantastic radio. The anticipation. <laughs> Ready? Come on. Listeners, I hope you've pulled over in your cars. I hope you I think we might have had a few road traffic accidents after that last one. Come on, Jay. Gotta hurry you. Okay, wait. So contestants, so that doesn't include you, really. That does, does not it? include me. Oh, I see, I see what he's done. I see there. why it's very carefully worded. I'm pitting you against each other, I'm building the tension. Come on, Jay. You got two seconds. Okay. One guys so the thing that you've got to remember yeah is not everybody who listens to this podcast likes fender guitars or gibson guitars yeah and we go to these shows and you've got to remember that people out there want to learn about new guitars new guitars not just the same old stuff that you're into okay so we've got we've got to go to the bass show mark mark <laughs> there was some actual damage happening there and a very very red faces was... all around very very good so and i have to um deliberate now again fantastic impression of matt he actually um, broke a pen he actually did break a pen that's what that shattering sound was which i would say i've never done uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so Jay actually Matt, did break a pen. He, did. he got so I'm angry about not going to the base I, show. The so what, I can't um, remember what happened the, points wise then, but I've got to say, Joe's impression of Jay was so good. Unbelievable. Unbelievably good. Because when he actually started, I was like, actually, I thought Jay started talking. <laughs> yeah. And then I realised that the tone of voice is very, very slightly different. But also, what but, was really funny is Jay's impression of Joe. Just sounded like Jay again, but like Same. maximum Jay. He, yeah, he, he sounded exactly like Jay. He was just saying the things that I'd been saying. Yeah. I think at that time, at that point in time, I was on a real kick for new gear and I was really annoyed that we, we kept banging on about the same old stuff and I was trying to broaden, uh, which is incidentally not something I'm trying to do now. I don't I don't give a crap about new New guitars. I mean, didn't you gear. just do a Patreon episode called Branton's Brands where you talk about new brands? No, I, it's not about new brands. I talk about old um, aluminium guitars oh, from right, the 70s. Okay, fine. It's all about old stuff. Oh, all, right. The only thing I care about now is vintage gear. Right. Not yeah. headless <laughs> the like Strandbergs or whatever. No, I don't care about anything other than vintage gear. I'm <laughs> selling anything I own now that's not old. So I'm going to get rid of my Baja Telly. I so don't need that. You've got plenty of jokes for sale, right? Because you're full of old jokes and that, like, uh, rubbish jokes and that. 
Those really were our best bits of comedy gold, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, uh, literally for a hundred episodes, we've not done anything funny. <laughs> this is showing us up this episode. So the quizzes, the quizzes were fantastic. And the the other thing that we've um, had, which we've managed to do, is have some really great guests on uh, the Guitar Nerds podcast across two hundred episodes, and. Um, we don't we don't often get guests on, and when we do get guests, then a lot of the time they're reoccurring. It's more like friends of the podcast and yeah. additional members, because we have a core sort of backline of like additional guitar nerds hosts, which would be of you know Dan Grace, Mikey Demas, Mary Spender. Those are probably our three sort of most essentials, I guess, that we have to you know when when a few of us can't can't make it. And each of them is a really interesting person to have on because they've all got their own thing that they bring to the, the podcast, you know. Well, except Dan Grace. You know, no one likes him. We just <laughs> He just usually brings a few beers along. So we're like, yeah, Yes, great. he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the uh, cool things that we've done, uh, you know, obviously she's blown up into a mega internet superstar now. But when we had uh, Mary on uh, for the first time for a Patreon interview, she uh, she wasn't as well known uh, and that interview is really good we kind of go into sort of like industry stuff um and you know i think at that point the only pedal she owned was the turnip greens by yeah. the harmonics um and that yeah. was kind of how i discovered her. i was just looking for reviews of that pedal and then saw that pop up on youtube and you know she wasn't i don't think at that point she was doing like tuesday talks and stuff like that i think so. she was probably doing tuesday talks mm, yeah. um, maybe, maybe not, not. Uh, yeah sure. I, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm i'm unsure but um she, you know, and we had a really good chat about kind of like state of the industry and it's like a real kind of like nice little time capsule when you consider, you know, Guitar Nerds has gone on to do other stuff and she's definitely gone on to do tons of other stuff. So, um, yeah, quite an interesting little uh, little interview. Yeah. Okay. So that's always at the core. Um, I've been songwriting since I was 15 and I have always written with the guitar and I started on electric guitar Um but then it's just sort of trans. I sort of transitioned through acoustic guitar because it was easier for touring. And then I actually um, I started YouTubing kind of by accident. I was just sort of I've had a YouTube account for t- since 2006 or something. Really embarrassing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Really concentrating on it for like the past two years. And even then, I haven't really been concentrating on it since until this year, really. Um, and yeah, it's just sort of, you know, how it is as a singer songwriter, you just have to, you have to be on all platforms and then discovering that I do really like social media and I do really like filmmaking. Why not put those out there and like make stuff about things that I'm interested in, which is guitars. So, so, so- primarily starting off to, I guess, promote yourself as a singer songwriter, but then moving into the kind of more gear focused, uh, I guess I guess you would describe what you do as as vlogging. Like, um, I guess most channels out there are, you know, you go into it will be just a gear demo basically. That's the way that yeah. you find it. And what I find interesting about your channel is that there's kind of more about your life and travels, and I think it's a really interesting way of doing a gear focused channel. Yeah, well, it, it's mainly because. I'm not so confident in knowing everything about everything that I can review things well. Like if I was handed a pedal, I'd really want to sit with it for a long time before I even started talking about it. Um, And that's why I think I've done like 
one pedal review on my YouTube channel because it's the only one that I actually use and have gigged with. Um, but the vlogging was, I, I love vloggers on YouTube and I was like, well, no one's really doing it for guitars. Obviously some people are, um, but it's mainly tech videos. Yeah. And so I was just like, well, I, I, I vlogged at Nam out of literally just enjoyment of filmmaking. And then since doing those videos and having done a few sort of like acoustic songs to filmmaking with friends and stuff, those Nam videos were, were it for me where I, I felt like I found a format and those days were also interesting enough to vlog. Yeah. Like most of my days, if I'm either buried in my studio or just doing like admin, that's not very interesting for people to watch on YouTube. So Nam was particularly uh, full of wonder and worthy of filmmaking. And and then I was also there, I was there with my guitar company, but I was mainly just independent. So I hadn't set up any amazing interviews or anything. So I really had to uh, uh, freelance around a bit and just uh, just try and see what I could get. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, so yeah, I and then so after that interview, we had uh, really Mary on a bunch more times, um, and obviously you know she skyped in and she came here as well, right? Yeah, she's done podcasts here. She skyped in. We had her quite a few times when you weren't around. I remember um, uh, one time where I I really had to beg her to come on the podcast was it was the first podcast after I'd taken over as host, so you'd gone, you'd essentially left the podcast. And I think Jay couldn't make it or Matt couldn't make it. And I was like, there's no way the first podcast with like this new regime is you on your own. Is me with one of a nerd, like when everyone's going to be unsure if, whether or not I can host it without you there. And I was unsure whether or not I could do it. I was like, I have to have some sort of pull. And she absolutely couldn't make it. And I had to like call her and really beg. Please come round. I was like, please, please come on the podcast. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, she, she, she did which was which was very good I guess, of her. um we're not going to play a clip from the infamous uh nam episode of last year there there yeah you're you're, you're absolutely right matty we do have there is listener a secret um nam episode it went out on um, patreon didn't it no mate I, the story of this no, it went out on normal one. it went out on normal and then you um removed it because essentially what okay so listen what happened was we all we were all at nam so it was um it was all, all the nerds plus uh jd short friend of the podcast and uh and and mary spender and we all went out somewhere got v- uh we went out to the that was the night we went for the like crazy vegetarian burgers yes, vegan burgers the right. impossible beyond, burgers. Oh, yeah. beyond beyond meat yes um and uh I wasn't drinking at the time, so you know, trying to hold the fort down, yeah. trying to present a professional product, thinking, you know, it's Nam Week, it's Nam Week. So this was a year ago, probably, you know, roughly around this time uh, a year ago, and I was thinking, you know, I'm not drinking, I can hold this together. Little did I know that the amount of booze consumed would completely override the podcast. Oh, it was yeah. So we we came back and we were like, let's record a Nam podcast, or I think we had to, didn't we? Because we'd said we were going to put one out every, every day. day. Um, so we had to record one. We got back super late anyway. It must have been, you know, sort of midnight anyway when we got back. Yeah. Um, so we set up all the mics, which didn't work because we wanted to have us all on there. And I think there were six of us. Yeah, there wasn't enough mics. And we had four mics. So we were sharing mics. And you tried to host a podcast with five other people who were absolutely hammered. 
and we, we, you left it up for I think a day or two, and then listened back to a bit of it, and we're like, absolutely, we cannot let this be out in the public sphere. Yeah, we need to curl this back. Are we going to play a clip of this? Have we got the audio? Should, for should this? We do. I do have the audio for this. Okay, fine. We'll we'll play we'll play a clip of it. That's uh, a let's secret do that. lost podcast. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. Joe Branton. Hello. Mary Spender. Hello. And JD Shaw. Hello. So um, this is chronologically released, release-wise, the first episode from NAM 2018. Is it? Um, but Says who? You guys <laughs> recorded one the other night, um, which has a, a quite, quite a long introduction to um, JD. Obviously, this... This in the the way they're released will be people's first introduction to you. Right. Oh. Does that mean we can't talk about embargo things today? No, we can because it'll go out tomorrow. Ah, because the embargo is actually broken. Because technically, is it after twelve? Wait, no, wait. But the thing that you're the things that you might talk about, you already talk about quite heavily in the companion episode to this one, which is the Music Man special. Can we call that one the JD Short special? Um. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Call, call it whatever you want. Hold on. How much? How much do you can? Contribute to Patreon. <laughs> just, just, just JD's top tier. I read his name. So, it's top tier because it's Mary top tier. I'm just wondering. Mary's not top tier. No, no, oh. lowest tier. If anything, the lowest <laughs> possible lowest tier. tier. So, um, like one dollar. Do you get Rude. that? For, do you like it? Rude. Rude. I have to sponsor Bo Banton. Yeah. and other things. That's, so that's you know, it, it Mary takes is a chip. still the only person backing the Bo Banton <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> I've been. I've been bagging it for like four months. Would you just cancel? Anyway, <laughs> as you can hear, it's yeah. we're recording this on Wednesday night, so Nam hasn't kicked off yet. Um, the guys obviously have been doing no work. I've just arrived and gone, well, Rude. we need to I mean, actually get this ship into order. And we're halfway so, through a bottle of golden margarita. So it's time. So <laughs> this, this is the best podcast. In terms of the Nam podcast this week, I think this is the kind of, um, this is the zero issue. This is the one before the proper work actually get started because yes you guys are drinking some golden margarita uh whatever that is it comes in a plastic bottle so it can't be that good um no, and a lot of the uh, the nam stuff hasn't been released yet well we haven't seen any of it yet but some of it has some so of it was uh, leaked well we saw some leaked, actually leaked, we leaked did see some companies we, we can't we can't talk about leaks um but we can about stuff that's about officially and we can't talk about WikiLeaks. Oh. So we definitely can't surely, do a podcast for surely we can talk about the nine necked <laughs> Fender. Well, yeah, we can we talk can about talk that. About but that. I mean, what I was going to start off with. So you guys, um, Joe, uh, JD, and Matt have been here <laughs> since when? Um, we've been here since Monday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> Mary's been <laughs> here earlier. <laughs> okay, so. But Monday we started actually doing things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And JD obviously has been helping out with doing some some driving around and going to factories and introducing us to people and doing other cool stuff so what have you guys actually been doing while i've been you know working hard well, back at hq i mean I, i've right. had to like the one thing i've had to do is like train my liver to keep up with joe branton i mean obviously <laughs> um but we have actually done some more guitar related stuff we haven't actually just taken this as a massive holiday just because I've actually had to do some work. Hey, uh, I've done loads of work. Do you have? Joe has done some work. I mean, this I've, giant uh, bottle of golden margarita in front of me suggests <laughs> otherwise. Certainly that only, that only appeared courtesy of me. Yeah. Okay. So, so Saturday. Nerds, what, what did everyone do on Saturday, Matt? Well, apart from the heavy drinking that we did on the plane. <laughs> so, I think we oh, covered yeah. the drinking. So, yeah, we have had slightly more professional guests on as well than uh, the drunk cast that happened at NAM. Um, one of which was uh, Mikey Demas from Skindred, who I think 
Has he been twice or is he here just once? I believe he's been on twice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about tons of stuff. Talked about his rig and things like that. Um, probably some tour stories as well. Um, and yeah, he's just a, you know, a super nice guy. Great to have that kind of uh, friend of the podcast. Someone we can call on who's got loads of industry experience um, and loads of tour stories. But also someone who's got great taste in gu- uh, great guitars. Great taste in gear. It's, it's, it's actually it's lovely to know someone like Mikey because... You know, he is, of course, an international rock star. And for him to sort of become part of the Gitanos community so willingly, I think, is so so very humble of him and cool as well. But also really nice to have someone who has, like, the most professional of professional setups to sort of talk to about this sort of thing, to to see what that, that, that point is that you reach when you can have whatever gear you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, a really cool dude, and it's really great to have him, him on the podcast. You let this go out because you were hosting at this point. You let this go out with a lot of swears. Yeah, sometimes you can't reel a guest in. No. Sometimes, you know, a guest and you know, he's he is a very very professional man. Um but sometimes, you know, you just want to let guests go. So if we play a clip now, you're gonna to have to do I, some yes, bleeping. I, I, yes, listener, enjoy the fact that I have had to go back through this Hello and beep. And it. Welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And a very, very special guest. Um do you wanna introduce yourself or would you like me to do it? I think I deserve an introduction, actually. Okay, so <laughs> Joined by um, guitar, um, how, guitar, uh, vir- na- guitar Nazi, guitar, <laughs> guitar virtuoso. Let's go with that. Uh, wow. Plus expert beard wearer. Yeah. Um, plus sunglasses. Sunglasses. Idol. Surveyor of indoor sunglasses. Yeah. Sunglasses. Enthusiast. Yeah, um, and all round, generally bloody good bloke, Mikey yeah. Demas from the band hey. Skin Dread. Hello. Hello, how Welcome. are you doing? Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, no, I'm thanks, good. I'm th- good. thanks for joining us. Um, no. So, basically, uh, as people, regular listeners to the podcast know, Matt Knight, who is our... Uh, kind of regular contributor is off in Japan doing his job share um, and that no one else normally does this podcast so <laughs> it's fantastic we've been getting like some guests kind of fill in hosts and people to sit in on the pod so it's excellent that you've joined us Mikey sorry it was so, well, I'm sorry it was so late notice well you know you caught me on a good and I'm sort of I've got an evening to myself which is unheard of actually so what better way than to you know riff about guitars for a bit indeed what I thought we'd do is um, because normally the podcast runs you know we go through the week's news we go through some kind of listener questions and stuff like that but what I thought we could do is just basically have a chat about uh, you and how you got started in this whole crazy business and um, what you're up to now what you're playing favourite bits of gear and we've also got some questions specifically for you as well so lots to um, lots to cover I guess Um, so I guess let's start with how did you get into uh, playing guitar? How did you get started on this uh, on this journey? Um, I think when I was about about eleven years old, my dad sort of tried to put a guitar in my hands. My dad played guitar. There was always guitar in in the house. He had like a like a seventies Les Paul copy, and you know, lying around the house, which I sort of would occasionally go up to and sort of flick and make noise and be. You know, I think he said, "When when you can pick it up, you can have a go on it." That kind of thing. So, uh, <laughs> because it weighed a ton, you know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Seventies so Les Customs not something a young kids picking up, I'd imagine. Nah, nah. It was like a breeze block that thing. So, I think when I was about eleven years old, I, he sort of put an acoustic in my hands, and um, 
sort of yeah, I took it from there really. I I think he tried a bit earlier, but when I was about eight or nine, but I just wasn't having it because couldn't do the chords, couldn't do it, and lost interest. But then when I was eleven or twelve, I was came back to it, and for some reason, I think the first thing I saw was like that, the Woodstock documentary, you know, the film, the original one. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Jimi Hendrix and Santana and um, you know, uh, ten years after and all that stuff, it was kind of the linchpin that made me kind of want to do it, you know. And and not that necessarily any of those players come through in anything I do these well, days. I think that that's the... that's debatable. I think. So, what sort of music was on around the house growing up? Because I think that kind of dictates like what you get into later on. Definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, lots of rock and roll. You know, Rolling Stones, Beatles, punk rock, Elvis Costello, Chuck Berry, things like that. You know, primitive guitar heroes, if you know what I mean. You all, know, like all guitar-based stuff, basically. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. But my dad was a big influence on me for, for you know, picking up guitar and sticking with it and and doing something with it. And there was always really rocking. Yeah, I think I think he's got a good, fairly good music taste, you know. And he always did when I was a kid. So that really dictated what I got into and you know what I'd be listening to. I guess you're probably like similar-ish age to us as well. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. that like guitar music was kind of back on the rise by the time that you were, you know, starting to pick up guitar. Yeah, by the time we, I was a teenager, you know, you had things like Green Day, which was which was huge. Obviously, Nirvana, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine. I sort of just, you know, and that was kind of my gateway into into heavier music, really. I didn't grow up listening to metal. I wasn't a sh- I wasn't really inspired by that sort of shredding stuff at all. It's something you I came to later in life, really. Where I think you know, the first time I heard Pantera, I was probably about eighteen. Yeah, I was. I was quite, I was quite sheltered from that stuff where I grew up. You know, everyone was kind of hippies. People were listening to like Jamiroquai and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And more sort of. Another person that we were we were very very lucky to get on episode forty eight of the Guitar Nerds podcast was um, Tom Sell from uh, from the band Architects, who very sadly passed away um, about a year after we recorded uh, this podcast. But it was incredible to get someone from such an important new upcoming band. And you think you think now that sort of however you know however long on this is a couple of years on from from that architects headlined Wembley um a couple of nights ago from when we were recording this which is which is amazing and also you know to be honest just for a, a listener's perspective um I thought it was really nice to have someone who was so the other end of gear because he was very mayonnaise um ESP driven guitars and um and all all digital rigs which is of course something that I don't we're not especially experts in so we tend to not cover that side of stuff so much so I'm really interested to get some insight for him and also really nice to get like the origin story about how he how it came about how he came to learn guitar and stuff and and, and you know Mark you asked him those sorts of questions and he covers that quite early in the LTD, podcast so let's, let's listen to a clip of that and uh, you know with EMGs and so it finally sounded like metal <laughs> uh, and uh I played that for years and years and years. I must have done hundreds and hundreds of shows of it. And uh, that was my, I loved that thing. I loved it for years. And, 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 and luckily, eventually, I say eventually, it wasn't that long actually. It was 2007 or 2008, maybe, uh, was it got endorsed by, by ESP. And I uh, got given a couple of, a few LTDs and, 
and yeah, that was that was me with them for years and years, and I loved them as well. Yeah. You've, you've recently made another move. Yeah, I've made another yeah. move, haven't I? Yeah, can I do? I did do first act for but let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that we should. There are actually questions about that, and I think it came up a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? We, we did have a you, question. You didn't you? Didn't believe me about the fate of first act? Yeah, it's finished now, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. It still exists, but first act now make um, uh, Spider-Man ukuleles. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is that, yeah. Sponge, what, is that Sponge Bob ukuleles. Spongebob ukuleles. Yeah. Is that all they make? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we looked it up because I didn't believe you at all. No. And yeah, apparently the First Act now still exists, has now yeah. in, in some way gone into making like commercial children's... I think what they do is they buy the, the, like, the license. Um, so they're buying like Spongebob or yeah. Marvel or whatever and they're making yeah, exactly. things around that, whether it's ukulele or little kids' guitars and things but like that. But you actually so. came onto First Act at a time when they were really gaining momentum, especially in sort of metalcore. And they were throwing out a few signature models as well. They were throwing them out. I think that, <laughs> I think that the, the thing is, is that they, they put the horse before the carriage or something. You know, it was like, it was all... They got ahead of themselves a little bit, and it was too good to be true. You know, the the amount they were throwing out at all these different artists, like if you're giving a, 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 a guitarist like me at the level we were at at that time, multiple free custom guitars. Yeah, because it, it was all coming out of a custom shop, like that. Yeah, equivalent to sort of Fender's two and a half grand a pop custom shop. Yeah, mm. I mean, this is the thing. I think they were they were. It was all very enchanting, the idea of this uh, these custom guitars, but it, I, I think the truth is that I preferred the the LTD that I was playing right. for. Did yeah. you stay with First Act for long? It, was, it probably was only a two and a half years or three, really? or maybe three years. I don't know. Time is... You left ESP for, for the First Act things at the time. Yeah, but that, I think I went back to ESP. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That Because I... Oh, yeah, at the time, it was my 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 situation with LTD was pretty woeful. I mean, once I stopped being, you know, like a kid with stars in his eyes about it, I'm endorsed by LTD. Um, and I started realising that, you know, they 
didn't really give they were just a toss about cheap, me. Very cheap guitars, didn't you? Yeah, so I, then I went to them, and then by the time that whole thing with first take was over, ESP, you know, I spoke, started speaking to the guys in in the US, and they were giving me the ESPs and. Mm. Uh, I guess that's to do with your career kind of yeah, building yeah. up over time sure, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think also, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if anyone even cares to hear about the in, inner workings of the of the uh, hierarchy at, at ESP. But I just I think absolutely, just, it's actually one of the most complicated <laughs> hierarchies of. of I any think for the now. sake of this podcast, we should probably not go into that too, <laughs> uh, too deeply. But yeah, um, yeah, like you say, probably when you were earlier on. You know, I guess that's the benefit of uh, of releasing more records and mm-hmm. proving that you you can do it for for years and years. You get start getting better endorsement deals. Yeah, and sure. Like. And in retrospect, I was very lucky to get any deal at the, yeah. in the early stage. Yeah. I mean, that, that was pretty wild. Really, we were just we were that one rung above being uh, just a local band. Yeah. Really, you know. So was that the first record? First and second, right? Yeah, okay. I think. Yeah. Uh, so that's what 2007? 2006 2008 right okay. I'd say yeah maybe into 2009 yeah maybe in 2009 okay. yeah. right okay so what are you playing now I'm with uh, Mayonnaise now okay this is uh, the most exciting one I think yeah. of we've, I don't think we've ever mentioned Mayonnaise well on. unsurprisingly I mean you've seen the pink Mosrite copy that's sitting over there uh, and Jay's Les more into doing we've tried it before and I, I with just the four of us and the problem is that because all of us are like Fender and Gibson with the, when we in, try inward facing yeah, very yeah, exactly. it's been a yeah it's very much with this podcast obviously we're kind of none of us are like metal players so mm-hmm. crossing paths with you know things like custom build you know like mayonnaise and things like that we don't often have a lot of interaction with them so tell us a little bit about the company first because like I say, sure. it's probably the first mention ever on, on guitar right, notes. Right. Um, and more about the guitar that you actually play. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, this is this is by far and away the the one, the company of all the ones that I've played that I am the most interested in okay. and most excited about. Um, uh, firstly, I mean, the guitars are just fantastic. I mean, I couldn't... You know, I definitely got to a point with ESP where I started. I don't. This might sound bad, but I, you know, I started getting to the point where you know these initially very precious things to me were sort of the things that I would drag across the stage by the strap with <laughs> no respect whatsoever, and they weren't really very uh, dear to me anymore. Um, so I was looking for a, a new company, and I can't remember who I saw playing them, but anyway, it's a Polish company, and. Uh, all I knew is initially I'm just a guy that likes the way thing guitars look. Yeah. That's so first and foremost, you know, we'll get to how they play and how they sound and all that boring stuff later. <laughs> um, and I just love the way they looked and then I contacted them, I filled out an, an endorsement form and they said, yeah, great, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. So away we went. And I, I got a, initially I just got a loan guitar off them, but I still have, I ended up keeping it. Is that the, is it the Regius? Yeah, that yeah, the that's, I have four of them the so I was reasons. surprised that you said that, that you said you go for things uh, on the basis of the way that they look because the Regius is, uh, is the guitar is, is that they market themselves as being like um, the player's guitar it's certainly right. the least the least swag of all the right, right. the mayonnaise things right yeah well it just you know I, I, I got to a point where I, I wasn't into like the super metal looking thing I mean my band is pretty super metal really <laughs> but I'm not really a super metal guy you know um, and it just sort of 
has that look about it where it's like classy and and without being you know it's not like a bc rich warlock yeah. you know it, it crosses and, that session player yeah, yeah. so one thing that we did uh, kind of always think about when it, starting the guitar nerds podcast is that yeah. we wanted it to <laughs> you know we wanted some way for people to get more content than just what we were putting out every week and obviously patreon has been a really good avenue for that so um for those everyone knows what patreon is right now uh, they probably didn't when we started no, this. No, I think it was a very new platform. Yeah. And I mean, I tell you what, certainly when we started the Patreon, I didn't think that it would be paying my monthly wage. No, no. You know, it's not a huge monthly wage. No. Um, but it's it's kind of paying for, what it's allowed us to do is, you know, for you to go kind of full-time with Guitar Nerds and build this into a bigger thing than just us getting together on Monday nights to record a podcast and, and putting it out. So, um yeah, Patreon. Firstly, for everyone who's contributed over the past four years, um, it has meant that we've been able to keep doing this. Uh, and, you know, we're, none of us are really driven by money, but it's more like now it's given us time. The Patreon gives us time that we can grow Guitar Nerds, and yeah. it's given us the ability to do things like go to NAM and go to guitar shows and stuff, which have meant that we've, bring, we've got content to bring you every week. Um, so... Patreon is a great thing. Um, I think we didn't know what to do with it to begin with. Not for a long time. And yeah. you can kind of hear that from the first ad that we did. Um, so one cool thing that we did on Patreon this year involved you, Matty. Um, which, yes. well, I say this year. I guess it wasn't. Was it this year? 2018? No, well, 2017. 2017. Um, Patreon allowed us to um, have time and space for... Uh, you to do a kind of weekly check-in with the listeners when you went to work in Japan for three months. Yeah, um, I think that's I think that's always been really nice about doing the Patreon and actually the four of us just sort of growing together as a group of people doing this podcast is that we can kind of do it minus one person, uh, potentially forever with no more Jay Cross. Um, but it was nice because... I spent so much time by myself in a country where no one really speaks your language. Um, and to kind of have a chat and do a load of guitar related stuff outside of, you know, my comfort zone and then still have people listen to it and enjoy it and get feedback from it was wicked. Um, and I think it's, it's nice to know it for me, it was really nice to know that people actually still care about what you have to say and actually in one way that people are actually listening because sometimes i you know we do this podcast and you think there can't be that many people that listen and then you suddenly do a solo podcast where you talk for 45 minutes into a phone and um is that what you did you did it into a phone i did it into a i did it into my iphone with a sure mv88 oh yeah oh that's actually okay i actually really rate those mv88s i think they're quite good they're great we're not talking about um, gear on this podcast. This oh, yeah, is strictly sorry. talking about guitar nerds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was really cool. And I think I, I also, and whether there's a clip of this, um, we did the, I did a completely solo podcast once when I think everyone was like, oh, I can't do this week. And we had no idea what we were going to do. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. I think what we should do is play a clip of um, you in Japan. Because for me, it was like, it was great because I wasn't speaking to you every week. You know, obviously we, we normally get together and we talk and do the podcast every week. And that is really, you know, all, all four of us have gone off and done different jobs, you know, when we all came from the same job initially. Um, and like getting together every week, most of us, you know, around the table and, and you know, you uh, via Skype, Matty, um, it's really 
you know, I, I look forward to it every week. Um, and I know last year I didn't get, uh, the end of last year, I didn't get much time to do podcasting. It kind of felt weird not speaking to you guys. So yeah. when you were doing your podcast from Japan, it was great for me because you were sending them to me and I was kind of editing them and tidying them up a little bit. And for me, it was great because, you know, I wasn't getting that time to sit and like talk to you about what was going on in Japan. So it was awesome for me to like listen to that every week while I was doing the edit of it and um, and just catch up on, on what you were doing. Let's drive. Let's go to some second-hand stores. They know I like guitars. And uh, so we went to this place called Hard Off. Now, there's three Hard Offs in, um, in Hamamatsu, and they are basically the best second-hand store you will ever go to. Now... In England, we don't have thrift stores, but I know it's a big thing in America. And we have charity shops. People kind of just take their junk to in, in England. And uh, we have the car boot sale, which we've talked about on the on the podcast before. But over here is something like totally different. Now, I was talking to my colleagues about this, and they're taught from a young age never to be wasteful and to always look after your possessions. So here, the secondhand stuff is basically brand new. Like, it's... I'm looking at stuff that's like 30 years old and it looks like it's never been used. And when they get it, they clean it, they scrub it, they check it, and then they plastic wrap it. And it and it's amazing. Like, you're seeing all this stuff going, this is basically brand new without the box. And, I mean, they sell everything, like uh, turntables, old records and stereos. They still love CDs out here. Books are in mint condition. It is crazy but the great thing is is that here there is so much secondhand guitar stuff and outside of tokyo it's a little bit cheaper and because we're in hamamatsu which is where the boss headquarters is there's loads of boss stuff so we went to the first one and it had some old boss micro racks in it um which i need to go back to in the weekend i think and go and buy um they have loads of secondhand guitars loads of japanese brands i've like i've never ever heard of um and yeah, it was it was kind of great. And so we, we got back in the car and uh, he was like, OK, you know, uh, let's go back to the flat and then we're going to go out. So I went to like a boss drinking party, like a welcome party, basically, which is really nice. We went to a traditional Japanese izakaya, um, which is like a tavern, like a pub. Um, you will sit kind of underground. So the table looks like it's level with the floor, but there's a space where you sit underneath it. And um basically kind of had some traditional Japanese stuff, had loads of beer and kind of went home and, and slept right through. So that was kind of like, right, basically no jet lag. I'm, I'm kind of all right. Um, basically got in and, and pretty much passed out. Woke up the next day and was like, okay, you know, what are we going to do today? Had to go and buy a load of essential stuff. So I bought kettle and pots and pans and, you know, all of that. Because I need like, you forget, there's loads of stuff you can't bring with you. And I kind of like, I need towels, you know, I need something to dry my clothes on and, and everything. So we went out and got all of that. And uh, we went to um, the first and biggest guitar store in Hamamatsu. So there's there's two and the biggest one is this place called Sonics. And it's a little bit more, I guess it's, it reminds me a little bit like, um, kind of like Gak in, in a way. Um, you know, it's kind of cool. It's vibey and um, just walked in massive wall full of pedals and i kid you not my aim my first aim my first mission as some of you might have seen on facebook was to buy a boss fz2 and what was the first thing i saw an fz2 so i was like right buying that 
haven't even plugged it in yet because I haven't got an amp, um, which, you know, maybe I'll, I'll talk about later. But basically, I couldn't bring an amp with me, so I haven't got an amp. So bought an FZ2, looked around, and I tell you what, the one thing I've noticed about Japan, every second-hand store that sells pedals seems to have a clon in stock. They must have loved them out here in the 90s. They are absolutely everywhere. This store had two, a gold one and a silver one. And... Um, a guy today at the work said, oh, you've, you must go to Nagoya and you must basically go to all these second-hand shops. And they said there's one called Effector Freak, which is basically just a shop for effects. And uh, first thing I saw in there, it's like second-hand con for sale. It's like, this is mental. It's like, the price, they definitely aren't cheap. They were like 1,600 quid, which is at the real top end of of uh, of what they go for. And I was like, if I had the money, I would consider it, but... <laughs> definitely not going to spend 1600 quid on a clon uh, mainly because i want to save it for loads of other cool secondhand stuff so we did that and um then i kind of uh well, i think we did we go out i can't really remember what i did the saturday night i, was, I think I, was, I remember being a bit tired maybe having a couple of beers but sunday was the odd one because i saw it by myself and i was like you know what what do i do so i went for a run because you know i'm a runner um but at like 11 o'clock it must have been 28 degrees and about 80 percent humidity it was absolutely horrific it was so warm and i was just absolutely drenched so i came back and i was like okay well maybe i should just like walk into town but it's kind of weird because i'm one of the only western people in hamamatsu so you kind of you, you, you kind of feel a bit odd and there's no there's no english here and uh it's just it, it's almost like I guess almost not being able to read or write your your native language. I'm basically looking at everything, going, I don't understand. Um, and you know, I know a few words, and they do speak some English, but it is definitely difficult. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of nervous. I've never really done solo traveling before, so sort of going, oh, you know, what do I do and what do I say? I'm worried about getting in stops and shops and buying stuff. Um, so I was like, right, okay, there's another hard off that I haven't been to just around the corner. And I walked down, there's this massive supermarket. They've built a, like a, one of these secondhand shops um, on top, walked in. I was like, I can't see any of the pedals. So I walked around and then I saw this massive wall of guitars and then the pedal display. And then I was like, oh, you know, Metal Zone, Metal Zone, it's like 10 Metal Zones, loads of HM2s, loads of HM3s, loads of cool legacy ones. And then I was like, DS1. I was like, that is a long dash DS1. That is a vintage DS1. And there was two DS1s. One was 3,600 yen and one was 4,100 yen. And the 3,600 yen was the long dash. And I was like, still trying to get my head round yen. So 150 yen is basically one pound. And uh, I was like, that long dash DS1 is 25 quid. And I was like, I'm just going to have to buy it. And it's got a box. I don't think it's the original box. But I was like, it's got a box. I was just like, you know, typed into Google Translate, basically, and kind of bought this DS1. So I was pretty proud. So one of the other series that we managed yeah. to do, get with, managed to get away with, I think. Oh, and this, by the, this skin. the only reason we got away by with the, this. By the ball skin. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only reason we got away with this is because we have a paywall. Well, this is what Patreon gives us the ability to do. You know, we try and keep uh, the Guitar Nerds podcast pretty light you know i'd say in general we're pretty positive if we get sent a pedal for a review or we see something on youtube we're not the kind of people that are going to dive in and tear it apart i'd rather just not talk about it yeah but obviously joe branton the only thing he wants to do is tear things apart so we've had to give him his own little island over on behind the paywall branton's ranton and this is the place really for you to vent your 
we managed a full two seasons of Brampton's Ranton. Now, they were um, both recorded um, in one sitting. There were six episode pieces, weren't they? they no, they were... we did two sittings. We did we did the return of Branton's Ranton. Yeah, that's right. But they were both six episodes. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. Both, both times when we recorded them, we oh, did yeah. them in one sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I drank a bottle of whiskey. So by the end of Branton's Ranton, I'm, I'm completely hammered. And I think we, in both cases, save the John Mayer-styled episodes for, for last. Um, but yeah, we should we should listen to uh, to some Brandon's rant. And again, as uh, we're playing playing something from behind the paywall, I have had to uh, go through this and and beep it so that we can air it on uh, on this episode. But here's uh, here's me about halfway through a bottle of whiskey. I'm saying that there's that there's more out there. I'm saying you, you're naming stuff that's happened in the past. And I just don't know when people are going to start. I don't know how this is still a thing. And the, the point actually is that people who are using standard tuning are not using them that tuning to create new things. Should I tell you what it is on the whole? People buy a guitar. How much can we swear on this? You can, yeah, you can swear. They buy a Coldplay chords book. And that's how they learn guitar. And that's as far as it goes. And that's what standard tuning's created. People learn C, G, and F and think they're a guitarist. And that's all it is. People get guitars, yeah, they get chord that's... books for s**t, and they learn to play it. And they offer nothing. They don't think about it anymore. They might as well be pressing buttons. They might as well get those foam hands that make a chord shape and just slap them on in different places on the fretboard. Because that's all they're doing, making covers of songs that were or even though it's 2017, the technology of strings that's there. The, the, the guitar has got to be one of the most versatile instruments ever. We're talking about like 20 plus frets across six strings. And now we have the technology to make gauges so thick that we can get into drop G and, and, and you know, still have gauges so thin that we can have things like the, the Malmsteen strung with eights completely... Uh, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, standard tuning. Well, yeah, but no, was Malmsteen standard yeah. tuning? Wow, still. That was the tail end of standard tuning being good then. Fine. It's inappropriate. There's so much more you could do. People could actually look down different avenues, but they're not. They are playing, they are playing Yellow by Coldplay. Name me a good popular song written in a uh, non-standard tuning. No, that's, no, that's not the point, because this isn't a retrospective. The whole the title of this is Standard Tuning in 2017. I'm talking about we're supposed to be looking forward. Sure, sure. And there are so many options out there. God, you could you could just, just go down half a step and you've got extra options. You know, try, try new standard. Try the FRIP tuning, new standard. Tune in fifth. Tune in fourth. Tune in... You know, tune in, be Metallica and tune in, drop it. Like genres are created off the back of people trying new things. And yet, and yet, people are still playing C major, G major, F major. I'm going to rebut that by saying that non-standard tuning is for basement dwelling dorks. No. People like you who are sat in their dark little room in there, surrounded by pedals, twiddling around, not thinking about how can I make a song for the common man? No. How can I make a song for my other Don't prog rock make it for the common loving man. dorks that will never 
be successful when you say the common it will be a load of people standing around going oh I like that tuning that's really good oh can you remember what the chorus of that song was absolutely not that is do you know that argument is the equivalent of you saying oh I don't know why Shakespeare bothered writing plays it would be much better if uh, everyone just read The Hungry Caterpillar because everyone can appreciate that just because something's hard to appreciate doesn't make it not good and that's the problem is 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 that concept that you've got right there that dumbing down is okay like we did it in we did it with with the way we write things in text thank god they got rid of character limits we, we've done it so badly in music we've done it with television and it's just this concept that oh yeah we should just be trying to appeal to the stay at home x factor mum that's what you're talking about when you say writing music so, for the common man so because books are written in uh, the traditional alphabet you mean all books are boring no wait, Is that right so you've you've taken it too far no now. not taking it too far so, see no that's the equivalent of me saying that single necked guitars in 2017 aren't appropriate and I happen to think single neck guitars have a couple of years left in them before they <laughs> I lose mean, all relevance. you've literally lost all no. um, all credence that you had <laughs> by uh, saying that but so there's, 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 I don't know how anyone could take the rest no, of this argument no, seriously there's a bar there's a line there's a point and the point is what you're saying is is too far normal guitars standard tuning is a waste of time there are so many more options think of all those extra avenues you can get by look at ex- what extended range has done that's created new genres that's created new concepts sure but in the grand scheme of things those are limited to very small sectors because of people, who listen. people are stupid because music's been dumbed down no people on a whole are dumb they don't know what they're doing most people who buy guitars don't know how to play guitar that is true and and that is what's happened. We've got this, like, look, we've, we've all worked in, in guitar retail. We see how many guitars go out every day. Too many. <laughs> oh, well, that was, uh, I was drunk. Yes, I, I had forgotten, actually, just how slurry yeah. Branson's Ranton yeah. is. And that one is from, that's halfway I through. I think that's episode three out of six of yeah, season of one. Of the first season yeah, as yeah. well. Oof, yeah, there is, uh, there is definitely some drunken stuff behind the <laughs> behind the paywall. Now the other thing that we get to do is as a special um sort of run of episodes on the Gitanas podcast is our gear of the year series of podcasts. Now we started this when in in 2013? 2013. We did that under wow. the GAK podcast. We did. So what did we do? Did we have two under GAK? Uh yeah, 2013-2014. So I, and I can't remember how in-depth... How much has Gear of the Year so, changed? It, okay, so Gear of the Year, quick retrospective of Gear of the Year. So 2013, we had four categories, and that was it. Best guitar, best amp, uh, best pedal and miscellaneous. Um, as if, like, now, pedals has to be split into its own two categories. Yeah. Back in the day, it was pedals and miscellaneous. Uh, and then best bass gear was the last one. So we gave bass its own, complete our own day. That was a mistake. Yeah. And uh, pedals had to share with miscellaneous gear. So <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the gear that was in there. So best guitar uh, at... we did For some reason, we did four. So the way we used to do it was everyone used to bring two things that they wanted to talk about. Right. And then out of those two things, you had to select one thing that you wanted to put through to the final four. Oh, I remember this. And then we used to argue about what the top two were. And the top two then went through to potentially be argued about for the top three gear of the year right. so in the category so for example 2013 best guitar um 
It was uh, Gretsch, Jim Dandy, Gibson 1963-335 reissue, Martin Ed Sheeran and the Squire Vintage Modified Base 6. Classic. Good year. Great year. year. Great year. That was uh, a good year. I love the Jim Dandy. Yeah, though. Yeah, totally. Totally. Everything on that list is good. Uh, and the Squire Basics and the Ed Sheeran went through to the final, or right. fight for the considerations for the final. Best amp was the Fender Rampart. I can't. What was the Fender Rampart? Wait, was that the one that looked like sort of wallpapery? Uh, yes, exactly that. So yeah. it had like floral wallpaper kind of texture. Did he review? I don't think I've ever played one, Matt. Yeah, they were great. I did no, the not the best one of the series. The best one, which we talked about before, was the Excelsior, but it came out as part of that uh, that whole. Oh, so the rampart um, was part of that, was it? The Excelsior yeah, the, and the the rampart. Yeah. No, wait. No, the rampart the came rampart... out later. I think. I think it was Excelsior and the Greta. Yeah, what? but no, what was the two-speaker one with the bypass? Oh, the vaporizer. The vaporizer. And then, yeah, the Excelsior came later. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, wait. What What was the metal one? There was a metal was like, one? Fender made a you know, metal the, amp. Oh, the, the machete. The machete. The machete. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in best amp, it was Fender Rampart, the 68 Princeton, which is still part of the range, uh, Laney IRT Studio, and the Orange Crush Pro. I remember fighting quite hard for the IRT. Yep. yep. Um, best pedal and miscellaneous, the Zoom H6. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year it came out. Yeah, that was the year oh. it came out. Strymon. I mean, you know, if we're talking about long lasting gear, yeah, we're we, literally we recording record. this right now on a um, Zoom H6. Yeah. And it's only the. Is this the second one we've had to buy? Uh, no, that's the first one. Is it? That's the original one, yeah. Oh, my original goodness. Original Guitar Nerds H6. Oh. So Zoom H6, uh, Strymon Big Sky, uh, the Bigfoot Thunderpup, and the TC Electronic Ditto Looper. Uh, the Bigfoot and the TC went through. Oh. Uh, and then best bass gear was Fender Dimension Bass. Um, oh, God, that was awful. Now, I can't remember because I didn't listen to all the podcasts when I was making these notes, but... In best bass gear for 2013 and 2014, there's Fender Dimension Bass. Now, I think one of them was Mexican. No, the first time it the was Chinese, Chinese one. And then after that was probably the Mexican or the yeah. American one. Yeah, so that's right. Fender Dimension Bass, Fender Starcaster Bass, mm. Ibanez BTB7NT, the seven string. <laughs> and then the winner was Gibson 2014 EB bass. Um, and in, oh, so in the final, great bass. in the final, we basically just picked three bits of gear. Number three, uh, Martin Ed Sheeran. Number two, the Gibson EB bass. And at number one, the Squire Vintage Modified Bass 6. Why do we have so much bass stuff? I don't know. Two basses and an no, acoustic. No, because the Vintage Modified heads. is a guitar. Right. It's not a bass. Sure, whatever. Uh, 2014, uh, we did the same structure, so but we had more categories. So we had best guitar, best gear of 2013, uh, the best amp, the biggest surprise... Category that might come back this year. Ooh. Um, the best pedal, the best bass product, and weirdest gear. So, um, the best guitar was uh, Fender Barhart 60 Telly, the Gibson 2016 Les Paul Jr., the ESP Ben Weinman, and the one that won it was the Washburn Solar 160. Wait, the Solar beat the Ben Weinman? It did, indeed. Oh my goodness. It did, yeah. Uh, best gear of 2013. That's a great guitar. The Solar was a great yeah, guitar. Yeah. Like a heavy metal guitar with. It was like the first. Metal guitar to have passive pickups, and then did it have an Evertune bridge? It did have an Ev. Uh, the Solas, no, the cheap ones didn't. Oh yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. The cheap ones didn't. Um, so best gear of 2013, we gave to the Ditto Looper because we said it stood the test of time. Best amp, we gave to Randall Satan. Uh, 
What? Yeah, we gave best so amp the other amp to in- a five-channel metal amp. Matt, I bet that was you. No, it's not a five-channel metal amp. It's a two-channel metal amp with three game controls. Oh, this so is rubbish. The other amps in that category were Orange Dual Dark, the Supro S6420 Thunderbolt, and the Mesabugi Mark V Mini. Um, biggest surprise we gave to the Black Star Fly 3. Um, which I guess it was the first, the first long before long before Boss had jumped on with the overpriced Katana Mini, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Fly Three. Careful, I guess. yeah, no, it's a, it's a good amp. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't pay a hundred pounds for a battery amp, but it's or, a good amp. <laughs> that's your preference. <laughs> um, in the uh, also in that category, the Gibson Twenty Fifteen Les Paul. Which was the oh, yeah. kind of the slim thin line. Les, the thin Les Paul, with yeah. the, and it had like a contoured heel as yep. well. Boss ME80, that was in there because that was the year that I bought an ME80. What a great product the ME80 was. Yep. The, the fact that they used like those the cradled foot switches on all the controls. Yep. Matt, you need to you know bring that back. Introduce those cradled we foot switches. St- we, on. we still got... Still make the M80. I know, but, but no one wants a pedal that big anymore, mate. You'd like, but the cradled foot switches still great. on a still great, well, they, still great. Boss, do it, don't they? Don't you make the those dual foot switches as a separate yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I use it. I use it with my MS3. But what I'm saying is, you know, imagine like a DD500, but instead of normal foot switches, you had cradled foot switches so you could have more control. Yeah, it's got enough in there already. Uh. It's got enough in there. Best pedal uh, this year was between the uh, Electronics B9, the Boss GP10. Uh, was that the synth, Matt? That's the synth, yeah. Right, okay. Oh, the little yellow one. Yeah. The um, yellow one with the GK. The Jim Dunlop Echopex preamp and the Strymon Deco. What Wait, a strong year. That was the year that the Echopex yeah. preamp indeed, came out. Indeed, Strymon Deco won it, though. We decided oh, yeah. that was better, but I think in reflection... Yeah, I remember that was brilliant. a heated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, what, debate, why was it heated? Why, what, did, what did you want to win, Matt? It, no, I think it was me and you on the deco versus me and Jay what probably. Was the other, what was the oh, other wait, one? Ecoplex preamp. Mark, didn't you buy a deco? No, no. no in the final, because deco. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. So in fact, here's a here's a great thing about this year. So. The best pedal category was Strymon Deco, Jim Dunlop Echoplex Preamp, Boss GP10, Electroharmonics B9. Let me read you the other two categories. Best bass product, uh, the Fender Classic Player Rascal Bass won that one. And Weirdest Gear was won by the Ibanez, Core, uh, Ibanez Chaos RG6KPWK. <gasps> the, the, the Ibanez guitar that had a Chaos pad like, but, built in. But with that all, all said, the final was the final three were Washburn Solar 160. The one that won it was the Strymon Deco, and in second place was the Electroharmonic Sulfur, which didn't even make it into the best pedal category. So I, I don't know how that happened. Um, Did we make a last minute? Change? I think we made a last minute swap out. So, <laughs> so yeah, those are the uh, those are the two that we did at GAC. Um, let's just have a quick look at 2015. I realise this is going on, so I will no, no, read. No, this is this is what this podcast is for. So the, I'll just read the final. I'll read the winners of each category from 2015. So we had the Gibson 2016 Les Paul Traditional best guitar, best other thing was the Boss ES8. The uh, best amp was the Roland JC40. 2014's best product was the Blackstar Fly 3. Best pedal, bear in mind, Blackstar Fly 3, the other things that were released in 2014. We had the Soul Food, the Deco, the uh, Echoplex Preamp, the ME80, and we chose the Blackstar Fly 3. Unbelievable. Um, The best pedal was DD500. The weirdest gear was the Ranger FX Echo X. The best bass product was the Orange OB-1 300. 
And listener's choice was the orange micro dark. Um, and so your final was the uh, the top three were the TC Polytune Clip, the orange OB1 300, and the Boss ES8 won it. Wow. Now, see, I think Great. after all the controversy about selecting a power supply this year, I think the OB1 300 as one of the runners up of gear of the year, which is a very, very niche product, really. Right, it it brought bass amplification to the masses. Yeah, but over the, <laughs> the over the Gibson 2016 Les Paul traditional, you know, we, wasn't it because we got in trouble for? Oh no, that had one best guitar. Yeah, hadn't it? exactly that. But yeah, we picked the OB1 300 as the second best bit of gear <laughs> released in 2015. And it, you know, it's a great bass amp. But yeah, looking back on some of these decisions, unbelievable. Um, I don't have all the data for 2016 because mm. I didn't get around to listening to it. And the spreadsheet that we've got is messed up. But what I can tell you is the winners of the categories. No, I can tell you. I can tell you the top uh, five actually. So. Uh, I can tell you that the uh, top five products of that year were the Tech 21 Bass Fly Rig 5, the Reverend Billy Corgan Signature, the Honey Boy 5-watt amplifier. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Second place was the Boss Katana 50, and first place was the Echoline Roadrunner. Oh, what a great pedal. Matt, did you ever buy one? Roadrunner, yeah, still got it. Still one of my main drive pedals. Is it? So, that was a great pedal. See, I was a big fan of that. And, and that was the year that we almost didn't put the guitar in because we nearly put the Blues Cube in instead. Yeah. Um, and then the guitar turned out to be massive. A, t- a great product. Just... Yeah. yeah. So for me, that was the year where we kind of hit a uh, a kind of gear of the year sweet spot. And I think we there was kind of a consensus there. Uh, that all those products were were great. Let's have a quick look at 2017. So 2017, I don't have the data for the final, um, but I can tell you the products that won each category. Right. And we just went over this in Gear of the Year anyway, so you guys will know. I'll tell you what won. It was the Ernie Ball Sterling James Valentine. Um, But the winners of each category were the Ernie Ball Sterling James Valentine, the Boss MS3, the EVH 5150, the Snapdragon Guitars Track Solo Noir, which I assume was weirdest gear. Um, the Electron One, it's Canyon. Boss Katana 50. Oh, because that was 2016's gear. Right. Best gear of 2016. And then the best base product was the B- Yamaha BB734A. Classic bit of gear. The BB7. <laughs> oh, my you God. You picked that, Joe Branton. Ooh, you yeah, picked that. probably did. So, anyway, that is the previous history of gear of the year. Wow. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of episode 200. 200 episodes of the Guitar <laughs> Nerds podcast. Two whole hundred. Two whole hundred episodes. So I guess we'll be doing this again at episode 300. When or will that be? Uh, that'll be in two years' time. Oh, God. That'll be six years of doing Guitar Nerds with you. Ugh. I don't think I'll be... I can't be bothered. Yeah, hopefully. No, I, I imagine. I imagine... We won't be talking by that point. But thank you very much, listeners, for uh, for putting up with us all of this time. And if you haven't put up with us for all of this time, well, you've got 199 other episodes to uh, to listen back to. Plus, I mean, plus you just heard all the best bits, so why would you bother? <laughs> that, that is true. Yeah, this was yeah exactly. Just, that's it. This was just all of the best bits. But yes, um, uh, I, I, do you know what I realised? I normally have like a script here. 
for the ending bit. I know it's and, so funny that you have to script it. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. So, so uh, you do what, the do the Patreon stuff, right? So you say, uh, oh yes, one dollar that, a month. That's, ad, that's it ad for free. us. I've got it. I think I've got it. That's it for us here on the regular episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Um, but we'll be continuing over the on the Patreon episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast, where this week we will be talking all about those new. 2019 Gibsons. It's new Gibsons that are actually good. I know. And we're going to talk about them on the Patreon. We certainly are. Over on the Patreon, where from is you can support the Guitarners podcast for as little as $1 a month. $1 a month gets you the regular episode of the podcast ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you that and... Lots of mini-series, including the new new mini-series, uh, Branton's Brands, uh, plus the Patreon episode we're going to record. And $10 a month makes you an executive producer and uh, and gets you all of those things. Plus, I read your name out in a funny voice, as I have done for... Do you know what I was wondering? In one breath. When do you think we started doing me reading out the names? Because it wasn't episode one. No, no, no. I think it's probably... Like 50? Yeah, about 50 episodes ago. Mm. Something like that. So you've read them a lot. I have, because we didn't even develop me doing it in one breath. I, I just used to do it in a funny voice. Yeah. Now you're, you've got to do it in one breath until you die. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'm going to do a song. It's a little, right. little flashback. You ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. Oh, my. Aaron Sermon, Adam Royce, Chris, Adrian Day, Andrew Goody, Andy McKenzie, Blair Toms, Brad Page, Carlos Manza, Christoph Francis, Christoph Wolfman Cuffinson, Christoph Lozet, Christopher Wilson, Colin Anderson, Dale Roscoe, Dave Lee, Dave Carroll, Derek Rich, DJ Marcos, Duncan Watson, Emily James Baker, Eric Seary, Ernie Cooper, Fletch, Hans Arms, Ivor John Marcott, Jack. Conroy, Jack Godfrey, Jake Curry, Jamie Kemp, J.D. Short, Juan, Gary Sayers, Chris Connors, Laurie Anstis, Ron Cliff, Matt Mellamy, Matt Matthew King, Marek Peters, Matt Robert, Paul Carrigan, Will Thompson, Rob Cole, Rob Conway, Rob Mears, Rob Rock, Cousin, Rob Smith, Rob Gizzard, Ryan McDermott, Scott, Scott. He's beaten! It's finally it's happened. No, no. It's finally happened. I was trying to do all the top ten dollar tier people ever. He, so uh, it, it was longer. He's it's been longer. Beaten. It was longer. He's been beaten. Well, I, he's I, lost. I've only been okay. I was only beaten by eight. So I was uh, beaten by eight people, and this is because I'm doing all previous. Anyone who's ever ten pledged tiers. ten dollars, yeah, exactly. Well, it was a valiant effort. Do you want to read the last eight? Scott Hamilton, Scott Kennedy, Sean Arbo, Stephen Hench, Steve Merkel, Stuart Tate, The Tone Mob Podcast, Tucker Amadon, and Will Clare. So there it is. That took me pretty much half a day, but uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks very much for sticking with us, listeners, and uh, we'll be continuing over the Patreon, and we'll see you next week. Farewell. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.